tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whether it's uh, overthinking, any of the over stuff as we talked about, over worrying, over analyzing, uh, overbearing people in your life. Uh, so if it's mental, if it's physical, if it's emotional, if it's unidentifiable, I want to take your mind off of it. If it's uncategorical, non-categorical, oh, I thought I was having part of it. was the back half of that word that was giving me trouble. If it's unaidable, if it's unable to be categorized, got it. Hey, whatever it is, I want to distract you, which may, you know, say, well, it's not a grasp, Scoots. You don't have a grasp. First of all, it's grasps. Well, my lips are dry. I'm sorry. I can't pop my peas when my lips are dry. Uh, self-critic. And, and I told you this is the worst time to correct me in the middle of, a, especially the first five minutes of a, See, now I'm trying to get my whips to lip, whips let. Uh, can't you see I'm having trouble enough without you criticizing me, self-critic? Uh, but whatever, whether it's self-criticism uh, or, you know, something outside noise, whatever, I want to take your mind off of it. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, purposeful mispronunciations, you know, planned out with perfection and persistence. And if I knew what pugnaciousness meant, I would like to use that in a sentence one day. You know, a proper, whatever that lady, fields are alive lady, didn't she say something like the proper beat about her? So all that stuff, I'm going to use that stuff and more to take your mind off of things. And if this is your first time here, or your first, you know, 35 times here. Let me let me just give you a quick orientation, which changes at every episode. Because uh, maybe if, if it's like this for you at bedtime or something, you can relate to this thing where you lie down and all of a sudden, like it becomes this overwhelming nonsense or, or, or something it makes it hard for you to go to sleep. Some sort of process is going on. I guess the example I'm thinking of and I know you're not supposed to talk about food at bedtime, but this is like, what we're talking about is like, don't bring an indecisive person to Taco Bell. Because going to bed sometimes is like the freaking menu at Taco Bell. And this isn't a total criticism of delicious Taco Bell, not sponsoring the podcast, but Taco Bell. What could be better at bedtime than Taco Bell? Anyway, but but what could be more confusing or similar to bedtime than the menu there? Uh, like you got your 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 biggest three. Well, who is the big three? You got BK. You got Mickey D's. Maybe I don't know if Wendy's and Taco Bell. Wendy's menu is no day in the park either. Uh, but Taco Bell's menu, I find, and, and I am I usually am pretty decisive. But I just went in there. That's why it's on my mind a couple of days ago. And I said, where the, hell, where the hell's the things with the Fritos in there? And, the, you know, the worker just stared at me. He stared at me. And then they had this new thing that came out after the Super Bowl. So I had to try that. But I said, well, 
you know, it's, it's not like, okay, here's your beef stuff, here's your chicken stuff, and here's the stuff for your crying kids. I mean, Taco Bell's got stuff all... I mean, come on, can you guys... And I know you probably... They say, well, actually, we pay 50 designers. Uh, you know, we have the most analytical menu. The woman, we, you know, we took the woman from Sound of Music. And I say, okay, hold, hold on your data there, cowboy. I'm talking about... Bed, I'm talking about a metaphorical Taco Bell menu, okay? Uh, this isn't an actual gripe, you know, because I stuffed... Remember, I stuffed my actual gripe into the thing. And that's when the manager laughed at me and said, oh, we'll be checking that later. So, you know, that's that's in the system, that one. But so you look at the menu and you say, okay, you even have trouble orienting. You're like, okay, wait, where's the value meals? And then you say, what the hell? This is Taco Bell. What, what the hell's the value meal and consist of? And they say, well, instead of fries, we give you, you know, the taco nobody likes, you know, rarely. That one, that's your fries. And they, say, and they say, we got to have a value menu so you don't know that you could just buy a soda cheaper on its own. They say, well, I caught you there. Uh, right at the, whatever you call it, Chalupa Face. They say, I would never call anyone Chalupa Face. That's terrible. And I don't even know what it would mean. Uh, so, Wow. That went. That didn't go where I was just thought it was going. But it's sometimes at bedtime it feels like that you have too many options and you don't want any. You know, you say, "Hey, brain, I just want to go to bed." Hey, foot, I don't need an analysis of every itch in existence. And you say, "Hey, back, you know, we've been feeling we were loose all day, and I stretched. Why are you carping at me now?" And you say, well, do you go? and then you, you you get that solved, and you get a nice position going, and then another part of your brain, maybe both. I, sometimes I think the lizard brain and the mammalian brain are conspiring against me. In fact, I'm positive of it. And then they say, well, geez, what about all that stuff in the middle menu, the uh, casita menu, or whatever the hell they call it? Why didn't you get that? That stuff's all healthy. And then you could you can actually laugh at that. You say, "Come on, you know, you're the lizard brain. I know you're up to no good." And you say, "Well, I was just using it as a metaphor for all the poor choices you made." Well, you say, "What are you, the Catholic school brain?" I'm sorry. Where, how, I was talking to the lizard brain, the mammalian brain. Uh, where the hell did I didn't even you know, say? Well, I'm just here to shame you for all the. Because, you know, the lizard brain's just trying to help you make the best of the bad choices in the position you've put yourself in. And you say, mammal brain, you want to weigh in on this? And the mammal brain just shrugs because mammal brain's like, with that look that says, well, I don't know how we're going to get through this one with you in charge. And you say, I don't remember calling a team meeting. And then you say, what the heck are we doing in Taco Bell? And then your craving brain says, well, as you said, I figured we'd get, it, get us up. You say, I don't even like leaving the house for anything. Why? He said, God forbid you live in L.A. and you have Postmates showing up. And you say, why is Postmates here? And then you, I think that is a new thing. I've been hearing from L.A.-based listeners, Postmates brain. And, you know, PM, 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 PMUI is definitely a thing. But, you know, Postmating... Ambient-related postmating. I don't even know if I'm using the term, but 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 what are you say? Hey, I'm just trying to go to bed here. You know, can we just tip this guy out and put this food in the fridge for lunch tomorrow? 
Can we leave the Taco Bell? Can we leave the discussions about my childhood, my future, my career, my body, my body, feelings about my body, my, you know, my needs, my wants, you know, all of that Maslow's hierarchy except for the water I drank already. Uh, you know, keep Maslow out of bedtime or Maslow, you know, or proper, you know, see, keep scientific. I don't know. I wish I had a good one. It would have been good if I, if I was positive how to pronounce his name. Uh, but there's no, you know, there shouldn't be any hierarchies at bedtime. There should be a hierarchy on the freaking Taco Bell menu. You see, man, this thing is a pain in the ass. I'll be honest. I mean, the only thing they got going is that they give you humongous soda, you know, because they say, hey, we're not going to waste your time with this, val you know, with the sizing stuff. You know, we'll just do the most damage. You know, we know you'll be back anyway. Uh, we'll see. And I think that's the same thing that goes on, you know. It's, Taco Bell is just, just a business trying to make money, you know, just a faceless evil corporation trying to do the best they can in the world. You know, the fact that they give you eight gallons of soda and then if you pester them and shake your ice like I do for a free refill for another 48 gallon, ounces, you know, they don't mean to do you any harm. Or maybe not, but, but it's a metaphor anyway. Because at bedtime, all those parts of you, they're trying to protect you or they're trying to get your attention or they're just misfiring. Sometimes it's just misfiring neurons. Sometimes it's just pain. And a lot of times it's the distant echoes of the past that feel like the present, if you're with me. Uh, and they're jacking for your attention because they think if you do something right now, if you could just be in control of it, everything would be okay. And they don't really know. They say, hey, that's where I come in. I say, hey, everybody, a team meeting, new manager here. We're taking off. We're taking the menu down. And they say, well, you can't do that. That's against corporate code. And I said, yeah, I, I'm breaking corporate code. I got a corporate code name. This menu stinks. And they said, well, what are we going to do from now on? Well, how are we going to make money for the giant corporation that barely? I said, don't worry. Don't worry. When someone comes in, we'll, we'll talk about them at the cash register and decide what they're going to order. And then, you know, then we'll say, okay, you're number 47 before they even say anything. And the staff just looks, but, but the difference is that I say, hey, I'm going to tell you a bedtime story, little brain parts, little body parts. I'm going to try to distract you. I'm going to try to take your mind off of things. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. And, and, and everybody can just listen to me. Nothing to worry about here. Nothing to see here. You know, no, we're not going to restructure anything. We're not going to. Do any corporate with thingamajigs. That was just all distraction. Because all I want to do is take your mind off stuff and get, you know, I guess I got a little, I got a sense, I got a bell brain, you know, that my brain bell got rung. But, but that's all I want to do is take your mind off stuff and help you fall asleep. And maybe there's a chance if you, this is your first few times here, you're listening, you said, I mean, you probably had some sort of reaction to me. What the heck's wrong with this guy? Whoa, boy, this, this is interesting or, or, or barely interesting, but strange in an interesting way. 
Uh, but I, I bet you there's a pretty decent chance you didn't think about all that other stuff. And that's how this podcast kind of works. And it doesn't work for everybody. Some people would try, you know, it irritates them. Franchisee own, people that can pronounce words. Franchisee something with those people and, you know, the rest of the people in that, that arena. Uh, but that's it. That's, that's, that's the way the podcast works. I wanted to take your mind off of stuff and help you fall asleep. So I'm glad you're here. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and I hope I really desire to help you fall asleep, all right? Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepingthepodcast.com. Older episodes can be found on our website. Uh, you can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful who edited this episode and did the music. I want to thank uh, Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. We've got a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank our noderators over there, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Lie to Lie, Lauren Alexandra. Uh, we've got a subreddit over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank Latitude, who runs our subreddit. And that's it. Let's get on to the show. All right, hey, everybody. It's Scoots here. It's uh, Wednesday. It's time for Trending Twitter Tuesday. It's Wednesday, February 24th, 7, 10 p.m. By the time I get this Twitter app up and running, it'll be something else. But, uh, all right, so I got it fired up here, and it was still in Sweden. I don't know if I used... I guess I used Sweden's last time. I don't remember because it was a week ago. Uh, that was the paper uh, delivery uh, episode. But so that's what I have here. My phone's on a little battery, so could be flying in the dark. Uh, but so I was thinking about. Uh, I, I, I said it's, I, this doesn't happen to me often. Now I've done whatever three hundred something episodes, three hundred fifty something. And I don't have total re, you know, I don't have total episode recall, but I had, I do have vague episode recall about almost. I think I saw it, you know, I thought I did at least, and then I said to myself, I said, do, have we done? Uh, and you know, this is just like the podcast in real life. I, I said, to, this is really. I said, dude, did we do a masterpiece theater style episode? And it, to paint the picture. I immediately pictured a bearskin, you know, a faux bearskin rug in a roaring fireplace in a chair in front of the fire. And, you know, I guess multiple versions of myself, one in the chair with a red velvet coat and a, a snifter of tea. Unfortunately, tea would be all I could have. And a giant, you know, leather-bound a tome in my lap, and then, of course, you know, another part of me, you know, on the faux rug by the fireplace. And then I said, no, 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 I was asking you, did we do this masterpiece? Did we do a masterpiece? And I said, was it? I think we did, but I can't remember it. And then another part of me said, I, I kind of remember working on something, but maybe, and I said, was that a dream? You know, that could happen at some point. I've talked about uh, that. Is it a trope or just a thing that happens, you know, when the character wakes up from a dream? 
uh, I guess it wouldn't be that bad. It'd be like, man, I was, if this whole thing was a dream, I'd be like, wow, I really slept good. You know, wow. A dream, that whole podcast thing. And then I would probably look up and I'd be on the bear. I'd be, have, I'd be looking at myself, you know, and I'd be curled up on the bearskin rug. And then I'd be like, oh no, if this is, and then, you know, some music would play. But so I, I, I can't honestly recall if I've done a masterpiece theater, but I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I see I can kind of remember setting it up. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to welcome you to another episode. Well, again, I don't mean to get, I don't mean to interrupt the flow, but I said, well, what do we call it? Self? I don't refer to myself. I do. Actually, we don't even need a name. You know, when you're talking to yourself, you don't need a name. You think some sound just came from the inside of my upper palate. I'm not sure if anybody heard that, but they said Borsterpiece Bor- Theater. No, it sounds too much like Worcester Sauce. Worcester Sister Sauce. Okay. Lulster. No, nothing with uh, ma- ma- uh, Scoots- Scootsterpiece Theater. I said, oh, that sounds like a little bit like a pizza place, but that'll, that'll Scootster. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another evening of Scootster Peace Theater here. I'm your host, dear Scooter, and I'm so happy to have you here in our our den of story where all of our stories start. And tonight our lovely tale is based on a novel which has become a work of both fan fiction and fantasy fiction, but mostly fantasy fiction. That a young boy that's lying on my faux bearskin rug, a boy man, a boyish, except for that thing in your forehead, uh, where you're talking to yourself. Oh, yes, uh, a young boy man once said he may have written, it's time for the secret history of the doily. And where would a tale of a secret history of the doily start? But a long time ago, in a place where do, where you would least expect a doily to, to come from, uh, deep in a place far in the past, uh, there lived in a, in a, inside of an inn, within an inn, uh, two brothers, Liam and Lewis. And believe it or not, Liam and Lewis lived in a part of the world... Uh, in a part of the country known as Robber Baron Country. And therein was along, not far off the riverbanks, between, it would be along one of the great rivers of the world. And their parents ran this in between two territories of two great robber barons. And oh, Scooter, you may ask yourself, what is a robber baron in your, you know, and we know. What 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 do you think, Robert Baron is, Scooter? And I would say thank you, friend, for asking for Robert Baron, in the time of the Rome is the great expansion of the Roman Empire. Because I had to look it up once, I believe, for a Game of Thrones episode. The Roman Empire, or the kind of, the other one, the Constantinople one, the great. I think it was, anyway, they expanded far, far beyond 
uh, the reach of the, the military might. And But they still relied on just moving stuff by sea and river. And, you know, so they couldn't police a lot of things and stuff was always moving by river. And, oh, the romance of travel by river. Until you're, unless you're, you know, on a commerce ship whose path is interrupted by a chain across the river that makes passing. And also gods yelling and, you know, being able to slow you down and saying, hey, just pay us some money, we'll lift the chains out of your way. Uh, if you don't, we'll, you know, we've slowed you down, so we're going to make a bunch of trouble. And they'd say, hey, we're just delivering these bales of hay, man, hay. And then the, and the people working, doing the actual robbing, were not the barons, you know, the baron lived up on a hill above and said, I have a right to collect a tax on all these rivers because, you know, who are these Romans moving things about and uh, causing, who are they to make so much money on a river that just happens to be in my backyard, you know, that I took by, fa you know, because my family was landed and passed it down from, who do those people think they are to use my river? Because just because it flows by and leaves and other things flow by, uh, doesn't mean it's free. And they, so they, that happened a lot on these rivers. But Liam and Lewis, they were ne neither robbers nor barons. They were boys. And they lived in between two of the great robber barons, Pinochle. Pinochle Toes was what they called the one robber baron. Well, maybe we'll explain why. And that was about robber baron upriver and the robber baron downriver. His name was Senebosay. But Liam and Lewis, they lived in between with their parents in their inn. And the parents in would sometimes get visited by the post and pre-robbed, you know, uh, River boats, which were not American river boats, Americans, assuming everything, but merely a boat that travels by river. You know, sometimes they would come and they would stay at Liam and Lewis's parents' inn. It wasn't a fancy place, but it wasn't a crummy place either. And there was always room for those that could pay. And if there was, you know, and they actually, believe it or not, as a as I said, they had actual vari variable pricing. I heard this scooter recently go on a tirade about what happened to variable pricing. Well, Liam and Lewis's mother, Ed Adele was her name, she had said, well, we'll change the price if the room... So you could get a room for nearly a penny. Now, you couldn't get a dinner at the inn for just a penny. No variable pricing on food unless it's rotten, she would say. Uh, but, you know, a room could be had uh, for, for, for not much if if it was open. Uh, but they, it was also came with caveat. If someone showed up and would pay more, your ass would be out. But Liam and Lewis, they were just boys, and they would be able to explore the riverbanks and meet friends and watch the boats go by. They would talk to the boat folks. They would talk to the folks traveling uh, by the Riverside Road, uh, where commerce would also go. And they heard tales of the great robber barons and the feasts they would have. 
And occasionally, you know, they would meet to rob a baron and some such things. And occasionally the Romans themselves would make their way up the river uh, to put an end to this nonsense, as their father would tell them. Uh, you might be wondering, what, 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 how is this related to the doily? And I'd say, well, that's why it's the secret history of the doily, you see. Uh, for as you probably know, uh, or, or you may not know, uh, Liam was known as Little Mix, was Liam's nickname. Little Mix, uh, for that was favorite, Liam's favorite thing to do at the inn and in the yard and every place Liam would go. Mixing pots and mixing mud and mixing rain and mixing soup, mixing customers' drinks, even when they didn't want to mix, to say, it's a, it's an ale, boy, get your arm out of my ale. So uh, Liam was known as Little Mix, and the other one, Lewis, Lewis was known as Gold Play, because it was never too cold. For, for what was the other one, Liam and Lewis to play? Never too cold for Lewis to play. And they lived a, child, a happy childhood, and as they got older, you know, time passed, but the robber barons still controlled the rivers, and Romans, they still complained about it. But as soon as they left, you know, the robber barons said, oh, yeah, no problem with it. And the Romans would say, this is the last time we're going to come with real soldiers and knock down your your towers and quit this river harassment. It's ridiculous. You know, we, and it was always, you know, who did that? And then the Romans would say, well, I don't understand. We just, you can't triple tie. And then the people in the boats, it was all, and everyone always came to the inn to complain. And people would say, well, that's why Liam's always mixing things. Because all the complaining non-stop. You had the the sail, the ships, and, and even the sailors said, they, don't, they say we're on a river. We don't even deserve to be called a sailor. You know, they just say we're river rats. And they say, I've seen a river. We're, 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 sa- we're not sailing, so I guess you got us, guys. But you know, occasionally we'll put a sail up if it's really windy. But it's a work being on the river, and we get these darn... Robber barons are harassing us and throwing junk and uh, with the rusty chains across the river and they're taxing and it's exhausting. And then the Romans say, deliver this stuff. And I, I've i never hated pottery more in my whole life. And then the Roman soldiers, mostly tax collectors, you know, mostly just uh, foot soldiers, uh, bad, you know, the people that deliver the bad news and the decrees, uh, they would come and they'd be like, you know how friggin' far Rome is from here, our Roman Empire? Why the heck did they expand it away the heck up here? What is this, Bavaria? And then Liam and Lewis would laugh and uh, uncomfortably, and then Liam would start stirring things, and Lewis would say, I need to go get cold. Uh, to comfort me, the world is so filled with uh, unhappiness. So it'll be time for me to go cold play. And sometimes uh, Lewis would just stand frozen. That's what one of Lewis's favorite games was cold play, probably why he got the name cold play. And he would stand frozen 
and occasionally he would do it so well that a visit at the end would be, oh my, look at that statue there. And they would be fooled, and they would go in and they'd say, my miss, that is one fine statue you have out front. And why is this boy stirring my drink with his hand? And she'd say, little mix, cut it out and go find your brother. He's playing cold play. So they had a wonderful childhood, for, you know, for the circumstances. You know, they had a roof over their head and two parents. Uh, till the father up and went, you know, to the to the transverse plane, as they say. And then, you know, the little mixing and the cold play went to a whole nother level. And there, but I guess the inn just happened to be the most convenient place because it was also between the two robber barons. It, there wasn't many other good places to stop. It was mostly stinky swamps between the two uh, towers of the two in the little uh, hamlets of the the uh, robber barons. And the robber barons are not known for spending money on housing for their employees, their employees' families you know, the fiefdom surrounding them. So you really don't want to try to catch a room in robber baron turf because you say, oh boy, that's not going to go well at all. So there was tales of the trouble and the decline of the Roman Empire and uh, colonial, you know, stuff that made Liam and Lewis as they started to get a bit older, but not old enough you know, to get out of there. And then they loved their mother so, so, somewhat, so, so, so much uh, that they stayed, you know. But it was soon rumors started to swirl that the Romans were coming. And the, uh, and then the robber barons were saying, oh, we're going to conscript all the boys, all the young men in our regions to uh, fight the Romans. And if you thought these two boys had strange habits, you know, we, we know before the, the passing of the father and then with the passing, you know, the, the fear of having to even work at these robber barons, you know, at least they said, well, I already got a job working for my mother. I don't want to sit at your river gate. Uh, and how often do these boats come? And the robber baron said enough to, you know, to, you know, it is my part of the river. And so, but then the Adele, the boy's mother, said, you know, I need these boys to keep my inn nice. And then the two robber barons, say Amoso or whatever they were, they were, the two of them were called, I can't even remember anymore. Jerks is what we should have called them. Or just robber barons, I think that's short, longhand. Uh, they said, fine, we'll tax your little inn. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And then the robber barons, she said, well, don't you need my inn? It's a halfway between your two places. And they said, you know, one robber baron said, well, we'll tax them when they go to your inn. And then the other said, well, I'll tax them when they come out. Uh, but Adele, Adele, she said, you know, I love my boys and I need my boys and you won't have my boys working for either one of you. And plus they had agreed, well, you know, one would take uh, a crazy cold, they called him. And the other said he would take Sturboy. And she said, it's a little mix in Coldplay, just so you know, fools, and you won't have me sons. 
And so the mother said to the boys, you know, she had so much, she was running the inn. And the inn was still busy, even though they were taxing. They couldn't block the river. The irony was they could, they had blocked the land. But a lot of business still came by river, and they would just park in between the two, uh, which drove the river robber barons, the river robber barons. That was one of my favorite bands. Uh, the River Bottom, River Bottom Baron, uh, rocking band, I think it was called, you know, a sanitized version. But they, you know, that drove them crazy that all the ships, well, boats, we call them. I call them ships because I'm a teller of tales, you know. Uh, but they would be able to skip it. And then they said, well, it would take too much infrastructure and investment. And then, they, you know, they, Adele was worrying and worrying about what to do. And she said, boys, you really need to figure out a way to help your mother. Uh, because, you know, say the river sailors, as they called them, the river rats, they were, you know, not the richest of chaps because they had been taxed and they knew they'd be taxed again. And they tended to, you know, they, you know, some good dual income stream by one, one income stream by land and two by sea, river sea. Uh, was, I, I don't know, the, the, the father never uh, explained, but, but anyway, not important. Uh, what's important is that the boys said, well, what are we going to do to help mother? And the little mix just kept mixing and mixing and mixing. And then there's there's one sailor, a river, a river boat or boatman, I guess we could call them. Though that doesn't have, you know, I'm a teller of tales like Oz Azalea. Uh, but anyway, the river boatman said, hey, come over here, lad. Wait, wait, wait. At first she said, excuse me language, but what the hell is your brother doing? And he said, he always he's mixing tomorrow's breakfast. And the sailor said, well, good thing I got in on this variable pricing. She said, it don't come with me breakfast. And then Coldplay, the boy, he laughed a bit. Because he said, well, it'll be baked in the oven. So anything, you know, it'll be fine. It's a, it's a you know, it's a morning biscuit. And then the, the, the riverman, he looked the boy up and down. He said, you're a wise one, eh? Uh, bend me ear, you say, this trouble with your mother. And Coldplay, Lewis, or whatever his original name was, he said, yes, 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 have you seen the chains in front of those are taxing chains? We got ourselves a a river uh, robber baron, in bar, you know, in robber baron, wanting to conscript the boys to so taxing my mother with, you know, he's a jerk. And the riverman said, well, you got to choose your jerks. These are extra jerky jerks here, these river baron, robber barons, you know, making them. He goes, but you got the Romans down there. He goes, they're no prize, and they're on the way. So they might solve one solution, but I don't know one. And he goes, to be honest, I hear the empire's in the decline. And Coldplay, because he had spent so much time outside, for he said he had developed a bit of an edge as he started to hit reach pubescence. And he said, well, there's a lot of good that's going to do me, mother, you faux sailor. And the faux sailor said, well, you've got to think of a solution, boy. you got a brother who won't stop mixing things. 
And you got you, and he goes, you're the one that was the statue last year, right? And he said, okay. Because uh, I, you know what we do, the Romans, they, they like to do proclamations. Have you done any proclamations? And the boy looked at him blankly. And he goes, do you have any representation? And he goes, well, you know, the property, you know, we own our property here. Uh, and we haven't, we're lucky because, you know, the robber barons own most of the other property. And he goes, they were always threatening to take it. But he goes, actually, I don't know. I think something, may, I don't know. He goes, he goes, I guess it was written in some. And this river man said, you're getting distracted, boy. Now, think of something like a proclamation says, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, on this state, cease it, declared, the yada, 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 ding, dong. And the boy said, I don't under, he goes, oh, like an award. He goes, father used to give us awards at night. And I think it, mother said this is what encouraged our behavior. Because he goes, every night as we lay down and, you know, we would worry about, uh, you know, we, me and my brother, we worry a lot. So we would lie in bed worrying about this thing or that and say, Father, what if the river loses all its water? Or what if the Romans come and marry Mother? And what, Father, what if the river, what if the river rats really are rats? Because they do smell like rats. And, you know, the river rat stared at the boy. Father, what if, you know, blah, blah, blah. What if the uh, robber barons surround our are in with chains, and the father said, I'll take care of that, believe me. Father, what if you're here not to take care of that? Uh, but every night our father would give us an award, he'd say, well, there's a lot of stuff on you boys' minds. But I just was thinking to myself, instead of worrying about all that, I was thinking to myself, my, what was that boy stirring all day, me, me son Lewis? The greatest, I saw him stir some eggs today. And I spoke to the cow and I spoke to the chicken. And I spoke, spoke to your mother. And we decided to give the mix, egg mixer of the year award to Liam, our little mix. And then father would clap and cheer for me and my brother. You know, my brother, he's the mixer, clearly. And then me father, you know, he would give me an award. And the sailor said, what award? And father, he said, "If I, you know, I had more. He said, well, it was quite cold today. And one of our sons stayed inside and mixed and mixed and mixed. But the other son ran about in the cold until his fingertips hurt. And then he came in and cried because he played so well. And I'm so proud of my boy. Who loves to play in the cold? My little cold play of the year, uh, Lewis. And then father would cheer. And then the sailor river, 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 riverboat man said, well, there's your answer, boy. Good day. And then, uh, you know, someone else came in and paid a high wage and the river man was gone. And so Lewis thought to himself, he said, brother, we need to come up with a way to give awards to robber barons and uh, think of some way to make it. Uh, he goes, I got an idea. 
Can you mix up some stuff? And the brother said, I love to mix, my brother. And then he said, can you do anything other than mix? I, I need you to push beyond your bound. Well, I just mix for comfort, sure. When I'm done mixing, just tell me what you need me to do as long as I can mix. I'll stay calm and I'll keep mixing. Can I keep mixing? Well, actually, brother, that's perfectly mixed. But yes, I think we need to go uh, into Mother's study because, you know, all this, remember when Mother decided to have the fancy sheets and the fancy bed things? In case, you know, because they said the Roman, the fancy Romans were coming. They never came, though. But remember, Mother, she made those fancy sheets and then she put them away for when uh, to save them. But remember, she, all the ways, yes, brother, that's called needlepoint and knitting and sewing. Okay, so I'm trying to think. We, I think we should sew some awards. Uh, for the river barons? No, brother, that sounds... Let me mix Let me mix and think at the same time. Uh, do you have anything that needs mixing? Uh, well, what if we go outside and I pretend I'm a statue and you pretend you're mixing me, you know, with your hands. You could just move my shoulders back and forth. And I'll pretend I'm a frozen... You, you know? Oh, that sounds great, brother. Let's go do that. And so the brothers went out into the cold of night, and they did their self-comforting routines together. Actually, mostly the little mix was doing it, mixing his brother. Well, I guess the other brother was fantasizing that he was a frozen statue, so he was doing his self-comforting. And since he was, so they were co-comforting each other, or I guess parallel comforting, like parallel play. And as they did that, they said, okay, well, awards, robber barons probably love awards. So I think you're on to something, brother. Well, I like, I like it. We're mixing ideas now. But what if, we make, what if we make the awards so grand it attracts the attention of the Romans? And the other brother said, you know, the, the cold place said, that's brilliant. It will need something so grand to, to attract the attention of the Romans. And the brother said, maybe even the ire of the Romans. And the next day came, and the two brothers uh, set off to work. And they, But they were also checking in on each other and providing each other with opportunities to comfort and reflect their ideas back and forth. And Liam was in, in the mother's den working hard. And Lewis went in, he said, Little Mix, what are you doing, Little Mix? Little Mix, Little Mix, let me in. And Little Mix said, I'm working real hard. I'm coming up with something fanciful, but local, with utility. And he goes, I think it'll catch on, I do believe. And he goes, because I thought about all, you know, the Romans drank all that wine, but he goes... I've learned they've. He goes, I'll figure something out, brother. What? How have you? How's your? How's your thing going? And the brother, uh, Coldplay, uh, said, I think I have a name. He goes, I think I'm going to start spreading the awards. We're going to call it the Brit Awards. And he goes, I think the the, the, the robber barons, they don't like being called. You know, the that's like the nicest thing we could say about them. But he goes, I think I would call them the River Barons. 
the barons of the river, intelligent barons of river, intelligent trafficking. And uh, Little Mix just stared. And the brother said, you know, Brit Awards. And he said, well, he goes, that does have a ring to it. And he goes, do you have anything else? He goes, well, Grammys uh, six, six, 16. And then uh, Little Mix said, what the hell does that mean? And uh, Coldplay said, well, I had a dream about it last night. I don't know. He goes, it was a potato. It said, I said, what's your name, potato? And they said, Grammys 16. And then I said, why are you Grammys 16? I said, well, I'm the 16th potato in this potato field here. Pleased to meet you. This is a dream, by the way. Potatoes don't talk. And then I said to the potato, I said, well, I'm looking for a name for an award. And he said, well, the only name I know is Grammys 16. And Little Mick said, well, it's passed on that one. Brit Awards, it is. And he, he said, go ahead and spread the word, brother. So uh, Coldplay, Lewis, and I set out across the land. And he, first he spread the word north, upriver. And he said, well, he goes, I don't know if we're going to do anything you know, for these guys, he goes, you guys are doing such a great job taxing the people that are exiting. And we've been thinking about, you know, how much we love the, the way, you know, I've always dreamed, you know, he finally, it was a complicated, long process, you know, of uh, priming the pump. Uh, but he set off up the river spreading word of these awards for the greatest you know, and he, he even went to the places where they blocked the river and wrote, he had a little notepad. And he noted the size of the tower and the length of the chains and the number of chains and the number of soldiers. And everyone said, what are you doing? He said, well, I mean, he goes, you haven't heard about the awards. You know, we got some stuff coming in from Rome. Uh, because he goes, he goes, actually, the Romans are thinking that this is such a great idea. That they they might just give up and not come bother anybody. He goes, there's some soldiers were talking about stuff like that. He said, if you can't fight them, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what the Romans' new thing is. Because, you know, their empire is in decline. So they're looking to, then, you know, the river baron, that river baron, whatever, I forget his name. Uh, Gecko, oh yeah, Gecko Toes or something. It was his nickname. I don't even know the official name, but he caught wind of it. And he said, boy, hey, Little Mix, come here. And he said, no, I'm Coldplay. Little Mix is my brother, the one that looks to mix things. He said, what is this about these awards? And he said, well, they'll be announced. And he goes, well, who's in charge of it? And he said, a mysterious man who arrived by night by boat and disappeared by night by boat. And he goes, I think he's somewhere in the river between your two locations observing right now. And every night he asks me for, he said, he goes, go and pick and write an ode of a best river baron that you know. So I'm just taking notes. And then, the, you know, the river robber baron said, oh, you know, and he tried to charm the boy. 
And then the boy went south and did the same thing, you know, and stirred up the thing there. Now, meanwhile, his brother, little Mix, was working hard, mixing and mixing and then taking time. And he had settled and he said, well, what's the solution? They don't have, they like fancy stuff in Rome and the Roman Empire. You know, they like drinks, so they need something. And he 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 said, well, I'll just cut up my mother's nice things and then uh, put, it, put it back. So he'd found this frills on the edge of the mother's things. Uh, the frilly sheets, she and uh, whatever you call them, bed stuff and pillow stuff, just in case anyone fancy ever came from the Roman Empire. And he cut those things, but then he said, well, this would be nicer as a circle. And then it's a little mix, you know. You know, you don't, uh, first of all, you, you he a little mix new to both. Constant mixing with both arms, taking turns in both a clockwise and a counterclockwise position and different finger stirrings. This was an, one nimble young man. And also, you know, sometimes you're in the mixing zone, but other times you're observing and mixing, you know, comforting and watching, comforting and thinking. So this was one shop, a strange, very strange boy. And also a little mix, you know, this is not storing material, but it helped mother with the mending of the bedding. So a little mix was quite a good at sewing and knitting and those things, needle pointing. And it was not long until little mix had cracked the secret of the doily. Uh, but at the time, it was not called the doily, not quite yet. For his brother came in, he said, what are you working on, me brother? And at the time he came in, his brother was mixing and mixing and mixing and mixing the finest silk and, uh, you know, strands. Uh, he could salvage from his mother's finest clothes. You know, the mother had taken ill from all the stress of the mixing. She said, Mixing, mixing in me ears makes me take to bed. Mixing, mixing all day long, you know. You know she was having, she'd had enough, and plus all the rum. But she, she, she would end up fine. Don't worry one bit. You know, for her sons were adventurous and you know crafty boys when put under the pressure of making the most of things. So he was mixing all his mother's stuff. You know, she 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 wouldn't be well-dressed for a long time. And that's where the phrase, would you expect me to leave the house in a doily? It can't possibly do that. You know, that's where that phrase originated. As a spoiler, you know. They, they say, well, you could wear three doilies, mother. And then, or a child in the modern day, this is, well, father wears a doily. Father Scooter wears a doily. And they say, well, you won't, you know. Anyway, so he said, what are you working on, brother? Mixing, mixing, mixing all these materials. And why are you bleaching them, you know, taking the color away uh, by chemical means? He said, well, I think you could, a bone white like a bone china. He goes, it, it's stark to the eye. He said, look at me. Because at first he had had an octagon and a square and a, and he said, but this is it, brother. I settled on a circle. So simple. And the brother said, there's nothing simple about this majesty. Is this some sort of magnificent spider web? And he said, no, no, I've been mixing and mixing. You know, that's what I call it when I'm knitting now. He goes, I think I'm over my mixing thing, believe it or not.
Maybe. No, I'm not. I love it. Uh, but he said, yes, he goes, I've been crafting this. He goes, I believe it's, he goes, he goes, this is a design, brother. He goes, it is a design. Like, he goes, because I know, I think the Romans, they have those, uh, those churches where they praise. Because I think they've go, gone through some sort of conversion. The Holy Roman Empire, he goes, it's called now, right? And the brother said, I don't know. I tune that, you know, I don't listen sometimes. And he goes, well, I've seen uh, uh, paintings. Remember that painting that came through? And he had pictures of the, the giant churches they're building. And they have these rose windows. That was me inspiration. And he goes, hey, it's beautiful, brother. He goes, it does look like, he goes, I, I can remember hearing about those giant circular windows. And it's lovely. Yeah, keep at it. We'll need more. And the brother said, I, I'm on it. But he goes, can I take one? And he said, by all means. And the brother now, the brother only showed it to a few men on the river, the river men. And he let the, as he was showing it to the river men, he let far away the, uh, the men manning the chains, you know, the the River Inn robber barons uh, representatives see the flash of the bone white. And then they said, boy, what are you showing those? He said, what's the award for the, you know, the Brit Awards? Have you, is you, do you know if your boss has applied for the Brit Awards? And what cold blade Lewis didn't realize was Lewis was quite a salesperson. You know, he'd been selling this for war, but he'd also been selling these beautiful things his brother was making. And this was what they would call a long con. For then the River Barons were canceled. Well, when's the Brit Awards? And he'd be like, soon, soon, I'm just waiting. He goes, he goes, my river, you know, the river judge, he went far, far away. He'll return soon. And the River Barons said, well, no one's crossed my way. And I know I've been watching the other edge of the river. No one's crossed uh, down river. And the boy said, exactly. And then the river band said, I don't understand. And he said, don't worry. He goes, do you think you're going to apply for the Brit Award? And he said, apply for it. I should be the only one that wouldn't win it, not that fool down river. And he goes, you mean Siambo say? And he said, yeah, he goes, well, he said, I go, he goes, he hasn't applied for it either. He says he doesn't, he said he's confident he'll win, though. More confident than you. And then that uh, northern river will say, well, I don't think he'd win it over me. Do you think you would? And he, the boy said, you know, I think that, excuse me, but I think the top candidates are either one of you, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, top, Rihanna is top for the Brits. And then uh, Ultra Dahl 16 is the other one. And this uh, this uh, Robert River Robert Baron was aghast because he had never... Rihanna. What is a Rihanna? And the boy said, only the greatest River Robert Baron. It was just a, well, she's, not, she's just a great director of traffic of the river. She came up with these new techniques, dual... dual uh, awful, you know, a bunch of uh, logistic, uh, logistic dream they call her Rihanna, a logistic dream. And the river robber baron said, I don't know, I'll buy her out. I was it? where is she, her empire? And the boy said, Well, I can't tell you, goes, I can't have you, but you know, 
She's she's breaking all the, you know, as soon as they, they say they won't even need a river when she's done with things. She's made the river so efficient on her part of the turf. And then he said, what is that Turkadec 216? What was that other one? And Lewis said, well, that's coming up for second place. You know, Turtle Deck 316 is, uh, he goes, that is a, believe it or not, that is a wind-based uh, computation system uh, that uh, uses the tides and the wind. Uh, he goes, you, you ever heard of variable pricing? And the uh, river baron stared at him and said, well, your father tried to sell me on this once. I said, it's one price to go past the river. Whatever you'll pay, whatever we can get out of you, and then some. And then the boy said, well, never mind. He, he's in he, he, Turtle Deck 16 is in second place. And I go, maybe you're in third. You better, you know, we better sharpen up your river. You know, think of some logistics. Maybe if you could think of some new logistical means to efficient, make your river more efficient. Because cha the change really in the paying, you know, that's what Rihanna also figured out as... Uh, I think she calls it quick pay. And it went off in a huff. But meanwhile, the boys had done such a good job, and they had even leaked out some samples, and Little Mix had gotten so good at creating these things that, uh, you know, that there was a fervor in Rome, in the Roman Empire. And soon, you know, and then the rumors were stoked by the soldiers that said that these creators, this artistic genius. And I think in Rome they may have called them the, uh, uh, they may have called them like bone, uh, I don't know, they had different names for them, bone ropes, uh, spider glass, because they said, what is it made from? And, they, you know, because if, if one of them leaked out, but they still didn't have a name yet. But the boys had created this fever all across the land about the awards and the river barons. You know, they were fighting up and further upriver looking for Rihanna and Turtle Deck and fighting downriver and arguing. Uh, but it wasn't long before we stopped hearing from any trouble from the river robber barons from the, the downriver side. And soon the uh, rumor come, came. Uh, because, you know, these foot soldiers, whatever they're called, runners, the marathon-type guys arrived. And then even the people that were holding the chains, they said, you're relieved of duty. You're now in the service of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, you work for us. As soon the Rome, Roman uh, contingent came, and they said, you know, we're here to find out about these uh, beautiful things we have heard so much about. And even Adele, she got up out of bed. And then uh, Lewis said, well, see, those, those are awards, you know, for the greatest. And, they, and he explained about the river barons. And and they said, well, he, they said, well, who were the top? And then they, the Romans said, well, we'll be back then. We'll deal with all of it. And they headed up river. And they dealt with everyone. But since Rihanna and Turtle Deck were imaginary, they didn't bother them. Yeah, but the boys, they, they, they did, uh, Lewis started to pitch them. He said, I think I can make this river much more efficient. And with, uh, you know, Rihanna River, he goes, the and he said, it's the Rhine. He said, the Rihanna, he goes, no, no, this is a Rihanna turtle deck uh, river system. And I think that was over the soldiers' heads because these were just soldiers, you know.
Uh, but soon, you know, you know, more and more people started to arrive. And they didn't need to have the Brit Awards anymore. And there was and they say, then uh, Lewis started to sell. He said, well, soon we'll be releasing these things for sale for only the finest Romans. And then, you know, the Romans, the soldiers, and then the politicians came, and they gave out little samples. And they said, well, you need a mill. You know, why don't you take over these two? two? You know, they took, soon they just took over the territory and they said, we'll be here to make sure, you know, we'll take that mill. We want you to have the finest materials to make more of these fine things. And they said, well, what do you, what do you call it? And now this was all Lewis, you know, handling the business side of things. And Adele, you know, she started handling the, you know, the money and the exchanging and the purchasing of rights because she was more on the, you know, the actual running of the business side, and Lewis was on the sales side, and, you know, Liam was on the production side. Uh, but it also, be, you know, this was very, Liam had taken back and constant stirring when Liam wasn't producing. And so they said, you know, what are, you know, what are these things, you know, that was the thing. And, and Lewis, being as sharp as Lewis was, he said, I need a, I need to know what to call these things. What do we call them? And then he would sit with his brother. And he said, brother, what should we call them things? And he said, I don't know. And the brother would just keep stirring and stirring. And he said, well, and suddenly Liam discovered that his brother's stirring had taken over, you know, the selling in the... Uh, the, the taking action to protect his family's rights had, had taken over his need to play in the cold. Uh, playing in the cold world business had taken... But he also said sitting with his brother was comforting when he was successfully stirring. And then he said he listened because his brother was so stirring with a beat. And then he got it. His brother's going, doyle, 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 doyle. And he said, that's it, brother. We'll call it a doily or so. And he said, is that what you're saying, doily, doily, doily? And that was, you know, as boring as that ant, that's how it became the doily. But the secret history of the doily, you know, was much deeper. And this is only the first tale, but probably the most important tale of how the doily came to be anticlimactic in its name. But it was something that saved a family. It saved a river. You know, allowed the Romans to, to continue their northern, you know, wherever they were going in overexpansion, the decline of their empire, and the future spreading of doilies across the lands. I think, though, someone, I guess, another, not a robber baron, but a robber. Uh, made off with most of the doilies, I think, to England. You know, that's why they're associated with England. And maybe maybe they made off with also uh, this little mix, but I'm not sure. So that thus ends uh, uh, Scudapis Theatre in the first installment of the secret history of the doily. Uh, good night. Uh, Patron, patrons, I was thinking Ken N. And I said, well, she says, that's Stacy G over there. I want to say thank you to her.
And I also wanted to say thank you to Susanna K. And I was like, I saw Courtney R. I said, hey, thanks. And it was like a walked around. And he says, that, is that an A? Said that is one strong arming person, and I said, "Is that Tom?" And then I uh, hopped on a bike. I went past uh, this statue of Heather W. I said, "Hey, thank you." And then I ended up I was in this uh, sculpture garden. I saw something by Tabitha T. I said, "Thank you and good night." Then I saw something by Gloria M. Which I said, "Thank you and good night" to that statue. And then I said, "Is that a statue of Dustin S?" I said, "It is." I said, thank you, and good night, statue. And I saw a plaque that said, thank you, Stacia. Thank you, Sherry W. And I said, oh, there's one. Thank you for James G. And there's one for Richard H. Jr. And then I said, look at that. It's written in sand. Allison S., thank you, and good night. And then I said, over there, that's, for, that's Lynn H. I said, also written in, and that's written in flowers, Irma P., Irma P. And then Hayden E is right there. And then, oh, look at that. They said, the cloud, there's a sky writer. Thank you and good night, Renee W. Uh, Tavy, thank you and good night. So this is one good sky writer because then it said Donna L. Thank you and good night, too. And that was like Barbara J there. You see that? That's not written in crook, but it's written in bubbles. And Donna W. And then that one says Lewis and then Christine. And then I went in swimming and I saw these surfers. I saw Adam P. I said, What's up, man? How are the waves? He said, Great. And I saw Peter R. I said, Pete, how are the waves? He said, Thank you and good night. I said, No, no, no. Thank you and good night. I don't know how to surf either, by the way. But I saw Je- Jeffrey C. who was just swimming. I saw Karen L. was snorkeling. Uh, Jonathan W., I said, he looked like he was talking to fish. Thank you, all of them. I saw Sharon and I said, thank you. And she said, well, I'm just yeah, chatting with the seahorses here. And I saw Piercy, who was talking to the seagulls. I said, about time someone in the water gave these. That's nice of you to give the seagulls some attention. I saw John M. doing a backstroke. I saw Rania D. doing a... A side stroke, which that was the one I could never get in my swimming test. Mandy S. was doing um, the free stroke, what do they call it, freestyle. And then Brandon E. was doing the breaststroke because it said Brandon breaststroke. And then Dan G. was doing butterfly. Then I saw Carolyn J. who was doing a wind. I said, is that the windmill stroke? She said, correct. I said, oh, thanks to all of you. Edith was doing the dog battle. And I saw Eric, who was just, he said, I'm just swimming. And I said, thank you and good night to everybody there. And I saw Amy D, who was doing this twist move. I said, I, I used to call that the washing machine. And then there was a game of Marco uh, Friendo going on. They renamed it. And I think it was like Hillary was uh, looking for everybody. And then Emily Z was there. I said, hey, thanks, everybody. And then William M. was almost it, but then he ran, like, made a good move. Carolyn S. was, hey, watch, she was definitely playing fair. So was Chris R. I saw Millie S. having fun and laughing while she was saying, over here. And Anthony M. too. And then I saw uh, some people playing uh, Catch Carl L., 
Alex F. Too. So thanks, guys. This is the best water party. I saw Yanis. 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 Janice. I don't know that one. I have to. saw Janice and Aaron. Zoe. I was like, who is this? They were all playing catch. Elizabeth S. And, and then Krista M. They both had water balloons. So did Julie W. And Nathan. And Sean L. And then Spencer B. Had like one of those can water sprayers. Tracy M. Had one. I was like, wow, look at that. And then Lindsay, Lindsay M. And then I saw people drinking fresh water. It was trying. Uh, Devin was having some too. John M. Suzanne W. Too. I said, thanks everybody. Thanks and good night. Rachel B. Had some fresh water. Claire D. Uh, Gisela too. And Jacqueline H. And then Ashley C. And Gary W. And Lisa E. I said, thanks everybody. Thanks and good night. And then I was like uh, back in the beach. Uh, uh, and I said, oh, there's PayPal, friend. I said, there's uh, Medina. I said, thanks and good night. And then Lorraine S. They were able to put on, put on sunblock, which I thought. And then Diana. I said, hey, Diana, thanks. And then I saw Lorna W. I said, hey, what's up? And Michelle E. Also, they had parasols, which I thought was nice. Also saw Ruth P., who was, had a beautiful, I think it was a bonnet. I'm not positive. I said, no, yeah, thanks and good night. Nice bonnet. And Brandy F., she had a sun hat on because uh, they said, she said, no, it's not about it's a sun hat, but thanks for thinking of me. And I said, all right, thanks, everybody. Thanks so much and good night. It's like this little bird on Twitter. It said, bad Brad Case over here. I said, I said, thanks and good night. And then I saw Paul. And I said, hey, I was thinking about some sleep. So I said, cool, Paul. Say, so see ya. And then Lisa with two S's, she was like, let's see ya. I said, good night, sleep well. And old shark stew. She said, you know, are you eating enough leafy greens? I said, thank you and good night for that, of course. Babs, I said, but yo, Babs, what's happening? And she said, don't you remember it's what's happening? And I said, was that from Fraggle Rock or something else? And the Mindy H was like, I said, oh. And I said, did you just say, said oh. And she said, maybe, maybe not. I said, well, thanks and good night to you. Illusionoid podcast and Nug. I said, thanks and good night to them. And then Lauren, Bicyclette. I said, uh, that is, uh, is that a miniature, but is that a Bicyclette? And Digital Flush was like, well, she, you know, I'm launching this in the space, space or stuff. I said, thanks and good night. And Pestilence was like, you know, I got a, I got a sniffle. And I said, well, thanks and good night to that too. Justin K was with a puppy. I said, Good night, Justin K. Thank you. And I was like, Carrie at Equitech. I said, Care, good night. Thank you. And they said, You met Marie. I said, I was going to say thank you and good night to her. Over here is Tavy. Rhymes with gravy. Thanks and good night to them. And they said, You, you, you see that wave in this Aaron B. Let's say thanks and good night to her. And I see in that window, that's KCG. Thanks and good night, KCG. And come here, let's look around this corner. You see that wonderful beard on that man there? That's Mike D's beard. Thanks and good night to that. And then, hey, you, do, do, you know, hey, don't, do you know what word I love to say? Lolly. And that's Lolly W. Thanks and good night to her. And you know what's great to say after Lolly is Allie. 
fakes. It's like a double, you know, it's an alternative use of double L, the lolly. And they say, hey, L-E-T, thanks and good night. And we saw Steve, we said thanks and good night to Steve as well. And next thing it was Julie F. We said thanks and good night, Julie F. And then Alexandra M. We said good night to her. And then Sheila S. was my sister. Who said hey, thanks and good night. And then I saw Laura who said thanks and good night. I said I'm gonna sleep, but no sleep, great. And then Vesna was like, "What's up? Am I gonna be?" In? And I said, "You are. Thanks and good night." So there, to bring the tea next time because you don't have it. So then I said, "Thank you again for that." And I saw Victoria J. I said, thanks and good night to her. Then Courtney F. I said, wow, this is just so great. And then Chantel was like, hey, thanks and good night. I said, thanks and good night to you. And then we had Mark B. and Scott B. And he said, are you guys related or not? I said, either way, thanks and good night. And then Josh asked, I said, he's good. I get this article about Trader Joe's. I said, thanks and good night. That's so great. And I said, Trader Joe's, come on, you know. I don't care. I said, I don't care about corporate philosophies. Thanks and good night. That's mine. I was thinking that line for the iTunes reviews. It was like Chris K123 said it works in six minutes. And I said, thank you, Chris. The next thing, it was a world unseen. And he said, hey, it's a amazing. And I said, quiet. does it quiet the voices in your head as you fall asleep? Are you so grateful to have found it? And they said, that's what I wrote in my review. They said thank you and good night. And says this like grateful listeners had to forget about the sleeping pills. It's super effective, so so wonderful. And I said, Do you guys see the hat on that woman that looks like a gaudy toucan or toucan? That hat is a gem. You know, if I was reviewing a hat and stuff, a podcast, they'd say, I never reviewed a hat before, but I adore that one. Because uh, my brain likes to churn at night when it sees hats that are made from toucans or toucans. Even if they're only made like one. But like the night of the night with Fabio's hair says, Here, my lady, let me, let me, I don't think I can fix that toucan hat. And before I can point out that I'm no lady, the uh, beginning of stages of slumber upon my hat. Uh, Gaudy Toucan generally cares about the hats and the listeners in the show. And I love wildly imaginative hats delivered in a low key manner. Lulls to sleep and I look forward to going to bed. Make my days a minute. Oh, thank you, Cody Chugan, and good night. And then I said, have you ever had a golfer pick a golfer Oreo before? And someone said, a gopher? And I said, no, a golfer Oreo. And they said, what's that? I said, it works for me all the time. Weird how every episode works, no matter what problems. I love the podcast, I love the golfing, I love the Oreos, I love superpowers. And then they said, you know what I usually have after I have a eat a golf Oreo is a motor pickle. Hey, I'm sorry, motor pickle. Yeah, because I love that by this podcast. I turn out the lights up in bed, press play, scooter does the rest. Thank you and good night to motor pickle who falls asleep. That gives you permission to barely pay attention. Very calming. And they're about to press play. And you know where I, when I'm eating these things, I'm on vacation. I'm in Western, Western, Western Pardo. That's what I stay at. But now it's the I-N, the Weston uh, Pardo. That's my favorite place to stay to eat motor pickles. Because it's, that place is brilliant. Phenomenal. 
Literally within minutes of meeting motor pickles and golf Ore golfing Oreos and falling asleep. Thanks. Thanks and good night to everybody. Yeah.